Days on DubLab here every first Sunday from 4 to 6 p.m. I'm your host Joe Reen, and today we've got some of LA's finest joining us, Cosmic and Force Placement from the Black Lodge. So uh, I'll kick it off with a couple tunes and we'll hand it over to them. Thank you. 
tuned into Audio Days on DubLab. I'm here with Cosmic and Force Placement of the Black Lodge. Um, you can catch them at their regular party at Hi- Hyperion Tavern and uh, the occasional late night warehouse gathering. Thanks for being here, guys. How's it going? Yeah, thanks, man. Of course. Um, they've been playing for about the last hour with uh, some serious heat here. Um, so uh, we're just going to have a few questions about their party, the Black Lodge. Uh, how long have you guys been doing the Black Lodge parties? Um, it'll be three years, I think, in February. March. February or March, yeah. Yeah, sometime. Awesome. And uh, what sort of uh, sounds or experiences can people expect at the Black Lodge? Um, it kind of runs the gamut from like techno, EBM, acid. 
acid, house music, um, experimental noise, electronics, um, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, we've we've tried to make it um, somewhat eclectic, mm -hmm. and uh, you know we started out with mostly DJs, but it's kind of evolved where we have a lot of people doing a lot of uh, kind of wild, uh, crazy uh, live acts also. So we've had all kinds of different people, like you said, industrial, EBM, to you know techno, acid, all that kind of stuff. So. You know, as long as it's really good and, and, and we can move to it, we're, we're happy to present it. Interesting. Any memorable lineups uh, in recent recent history? Uh, so many. So many <laughs> yeah. memorable. So many hot lineups. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the most recent was uh, Mystic Bill, uh -huh. who's a Chicago legend via Miami. But uh, his uh, he did a, a just an incredible DJ set. Um, that was it was one of my favorites in, in a long time and uh, we had Justin Long also from Chicago come out not that long ago Sean O'Sullivan did an amazing live set as 400 ppm that was bonkers also and you know I don't know we've had so many good people Nick Klein Enrique Claude Young Fan and Flowers just Tons of people. Swingali's Ghost, 2AM FM, um, Silent Servant, I think, was one of my favorite parties. Yeah. When he headlined, that was amazing. Um, yeah, there's been there's been a ton. Yeah, that's uh, that's quite the cast of, of talent there. Yeah. Um, and the parties take place uh, usually every two weeks. Is that right? Uh, first Saturday of every month. Okay. At Hyperion Tavern. Gotcha. Um, and can you talk a little bit about the uh, mythology surrounding the Black Lodge and uh, the concept about it? <laughs> so the concept came about, uh, it's obviously from the show Twin Peaks. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was, uh, my friend put me on to Twin Peaks and I was watching it uh, around the time that another friend of mine was doing events at the Hyperion Tavern. Oh, okay. And so when I walked in there, I was like, oh my God, this is the Black Lodge. Like, it just gave me that vibe, just being really dark and, you know, uh, had the red curtain, you know. So I was just super into the show. And, um, you know, the mythology behind the Black Lodge is this, this kind of like extra dimensional space where, you know, spirits and aliens and you know there's all kinds of it's just this uh, you know world that lends itself to a lot of the like you know kind of crazy imagery and aesthetics that we are super into and you can see that from like our flyers and stuff and like just the general kind of vibe with the music um, so yeah we kind of ran with the idea of the Black Lodge didn't want to keep it as you know just this is a Twin Peaks thing but yeah. more, more about like how can we uh, extract our own ideas from it and create something new you know and then it just worked out with that season three of Twin Peaks just came out so it was just like <laughs> got super back into it yeah it was good timing yeah and does that um sort of uh, extra-dimensional space sort of inform the uh, uh, the experience that you you hope people could get from your events? 
I would say so. Yeah, for sure, dude. We wanted to be, we wanted this space to be, you know, a sacred space, first of all. Like, it's a, it's not just a spot to come and, like, you know, get fucked up and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just to, it's not a scene, you know? It's there for the music and it's there for the bodies and the spirits of the people to really, you know, um, really feel it, you know? And uh, I think that, you know, the, the all the concepts in, in Twin Peaks regarding the Black Lodge, like I said, it really, it's, there's so much interpretation that it's open to interpretation. So we use it in a lot of different ways in terms of uh, artwork and just, you know, ideas and stuff that we Instagram bought or whatever, you know. But yeah, we definitely want it to be a space where, you know, people are having an experience that's not of this world you know it's not a normal type of thing you're gonna find that run into the club or whatever over in hollywood or something you know this is like a, a special and it's also really family or community oriented we try to collab with a lot of people and make it a you know a space where people can explore you know and, and be creative in a way that they can't they might not be able to in a lot of other spaces Certainly. Um, I've definitely noticed a sort of uh, uncompromising uh, musical policy in, in my uh, experiences of the Black Lodge, which has been awesome to hear. And uh, have you guys bring in all this talent um, and lots of uh, maybe DJs that aren't so uh, well known in LA, but have a, a history of being uh, sort of uh, important in their local scenes, which is uh, quite Absolutely. different from, from what uh, lots of the other parties are doing. So Yeah. And we've also tried to make it kind of like I said, collaborative and open and allowing people who don't usually get a platform to play. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, you know, it may have been their first time ever DJing in, in front of a group of people or first time they ever did a live set and they wanted to experiment, you know, or people that are, you know, so we just kind of wanted to make it accessible to people who want to try and like have a little crowd in front of them to play. Yeah, very cool. I think uh, there's a lot to be said for platforms to experiment and and have people test out things. I mean, you gotta have somewhere to do that. So. Yeah, it's so hard, you know? I mean, LA is so sceny in some ways. Mm -hmm. It's just like, unless you break into uh, some, you know, crew or something, you're not gonna get a chance. So we kind of wanted to break that mold, you know what I mean? And like, not make it like, a, you know, you gotta be part of this or, you know, I don't know. Oh, that's great. I, I think a lot of the, the, the musicians and, and DJs here in L.A. would uh, appreciate that a lot and do appreciate it. Yeah, L.A. is weird, man. There's a lot of, like, untapped, like, talent. Like, we have friends that have great taste mm -hmm. in music, and some of them, you know, don't play out as much. But when they do, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, and it's like... Did I'm just these people playing? You know, yeah, like, totally amazed by the talent here in LA. Yeah. Just I really feel like it's way beyond a lot of places. Like I'm not trying to diss New York or anything, but <laughs> LA's got some it's pretty good here. LA's got some, I mean I'm because I lived in New York. You know okay. what I mean, so I lived there for a long time, and so I'm just uh, really um, um, so not surprised, but just really happy to see the energy here and really feel it and feel like it's like that's something we're tapping into yeah and uh cosmic can you tell me how long you've been djing 
Man. <laughs> Dude's like, you've, you've been through a couple scenes. And That's the question yeah. of the day. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been DJing probably at least, you know, um, over 20 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I got into the scene way early and, um, you know, just have been really into the music and been throwing parties for, you know, since 98. And, um, yeah. I'm just uh I'm from the Midwest, so mm-hmm. you know, they had a big scene out there. Yeah. So I was got really tapped in and at the time had no idea like what it was all about. I was just there. But then as I was learning learning about it as I got older and the history, I was just kinda like blown away that I was like actually part of that for yeah. a while and then so I'm trying to actually you know, one of the things is to tap into the energy here, like I was saying, but bring some of that spirit back that was part of that scene back in the Midwest, which was really kind of really revolutionary oriented at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like pretty wild, like, and it was very radical. Yeah. And that's something that I think has, and you could see from, from things like underground resistance sure. and, and there's a political element to it yeah. too. And that's something that I thought, we thought has been kind of missing in the scene and it's kind of like separate. So we make it a point also to like you know have that kind of um i don't know that kind of uh way to way that we approach things you know uh, uh there's politics and everything you know what sure. i mean and people when they just try to cut it out completely we think that's a mistake because that's not where this music came from. This mm-hmm. music came out of resistance. Yes, and so we like to be. We like to consider ourselves as uh, pushing that um, tradition, you know, further. Yeah, I, I'm, continuing it, you know. Definitely, I'm glad you bring that up because uh, that's uh, I think one of the important things that that sets uh, the Black Lodge apart from lots of the other parties that there is. Um, a political element that uh, is is pretty upfront at times, and especially I, I know uh, you guys have um, made your events um, have a fundraising element for different political causes, and have uh, taken it upon yourselves to to um, have your audience contribute to something like that. So, um, yeah, that's uh, definitely not something everyone does. That uh, you know, it'd be good to see more of. But you're a true veteran uh, of this music, and um, and it's so uh, in your time, uh, would you say uh, L.A. 2017 is a, is a good place to be? Oh, yeah. I think it's the best right now. In the U.S., for sure. Cool. Yeah. I think this is the spot, and I'm grateful that we're here. I mean, me and Jason have only been here for three three years now. Yeah. Well, or a little bit over mm-hmm. three years. I, I grew up in like Pasadena area. But, okay. Um, I went to school in Santa Barbara. Yeah. Both came from there i moved back three years around the same time he did but yeah um it is a, it is a amazing time to be here for sure yeah um i can't speak on other cities uh, really. of course um but yeah we have definitely have something unique here a lot of really cool people doing uh amazing stuff mm-hmm. yeah I, i'll say one of the, just uh, as you said a veteran but it, it, the thing that reminded me about the scene back in the day here and and because I wasn't, you know, I didn't really know about the LA scene before I got here. 
uh, was the the warehouse spaces. And yeah, it was like you know that was pretty cool because that room. That's how it was back in the day when it was these illegal warehouses and whatever. Mm-hmm. So that really uh, kind of surprised me when I kind of learned about that's what was happening out here, and that made it different from the scene in New York because yeah. that the warehouse scene was completely shut down because I was you know we did parties back in New York too. And that got completely shut down, and the and the cops were really, really tough, and just destroyed the scene, you know, for a while back yeah. in like early two thousands. And um, so, you know, when the, when I saw what was happening out here, I was like, wow, this is like some old school kind of vibe going on here. So, you know, we kind of jumped on that. Yeah, definitely, and. Um, I know that Black Lodge has sort of uh, recently expanded from just a party into a record label also. That's right. Do you guys want to talk about uh, some of the music you're putting out and um, maybe some of the upcoming releases? Yeah. Um, We have um, the second Black Lodge record um, coming out very soon. Um, Yeah, you heard some of it today, actually. Yeah, you guys played some of it earlier. The first one has been out since uh, July. July, yeah. Um, and there's more on the way. Awesome. And where can yeah. uh, interested uh, people uh, purchase or uh, access the music? You can buy it direct from our Bandcamp. Um, yeah. Also, there, it's in stock at um, Amoeba and Mount Analog. Um, most of the quality record stores in L.A. Of course, yes. Carry our releases. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the second one uh, is coming out in January. Uh, first one had um, Esteban Adame, mm-hmm. uh, as in his Frequencia guys, uh, and Vexation, who is also goes by Dirty Jack, uh, a track from myself, and a track from Jason, and a track from Brown Irvin, who also goes by Ashtray Jenkins. So yeah, there's still copies available. You can get that on the Bandcamp page and a couple of stores, like Jason was saying. And the second one is going to be, has uh, a track from myself, uh, The Belligerence, which is Matt uh, Johnson and Dennis Chow, uh, who goes by One Child Policy. Um, Gavin Guthrie, who's TX Connect, who's a legend also, in my eyes anyway. And uh, Jason Loveland, who's... uh, he used to live here, but no longer is in uh, in L.A. I think he's on the East Coast now, but uh, he had a release on Interdimensional Transmissions. So, yeah, that one's just finished up. We just got the test pressing this week, so the, so we should probably have the vinyl in, in sometime in January. And then we got a whole bunch of stuff lined up. Like, like we already have things like that are pretty much almost done. Uh, we got a released by Circling Vultures, which is going to be coming out, which is uh, Justin Long and Dar M. Banks. They just have stuff on Lies and a few other labels. Uh, Nick Klein and Enrique, we're going to put out something with them from New York. And, um, yeah, a few a few uh, secrets that will soon come out that people will be, I think, really happy to hear. Yeah, it's some good quality stuff. You have something coming out on the on the sub label too. The slang. Oh yeah, music. we have a, we have a couple sister labels, sub labels that were uh, that are run by Dirty Jack or Vexation, mm-hmm. and he's part of the Black Lodge crew. So, 
uh, we're all involved kind of in all aspects of that too. But uh, yeah, I have uh, I have a release with uh, Vexation as Optimistic Misanthropes. That's our 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 group's name, and on that uh, EP, which will also be coming out in January sometime, it'll have Mystic Bill, Mark Grusain, and a track from Vexation, and then a track from me and Vexation as a collab, and it's gonna be hot, <laughs> like serious heat. All right, very cool. <laughs> yeah. Tons and tons of music, it sounds like, yeah. uh, coming out from the Black Lodge soon uh, on their label. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And uh, I think we'll get back in the mix for the last bit here. Here are a few more tunes from Cosmic and Force Placement. Thanks for tuning in. This is Audio Days on DubLab. Thanks, Jeff. I don't have anything queued up. All right, we're going to get something queued up. <laughs> Give us a second here. Information, yeah. 
Love 
on Dub Lab uh, with special guests Force Placement and Cosmic from the Black Lodge. Thanks so much to them for being here. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, catch you next time, first Sunday of the month from 4 to 6.